Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of January 28th, 2024. January is almost over, and that feels really bizarre. It feels like it's been the longest month of all time and the shortest month of all time. How bizarre. How bizarre. Ooh, Jordan. What is this? Making you crazy. Making you crazy. What is this? Every time I look around. Every time I look around. Every time I look around. I I don't know this Every song. Every time I look around. It's, it's in, in my, my face. face. <laughs> okay. How I'm bizarre? Con- how bizarre? Yeah. I don't know this How one. bizarre? How bizarre? How do you not know by this who? one? Really? OMC. Who is it by? For the record, I, I also wasn't... don't know this, but I okay, might not it's... be in the best mindset yeah for right the now. record arthur you and i were infants when this song came out which is yes. more reason that jordan should be a little God. bit ashamed to yeah. not know this song it's 95 i don't know uh, any of yeah i'm, I'm shocked i don't it. know this one maybe I, maybe if i listen to it i'll listen to it later anytime it comes to like a general mid-90s pop culture thing that i know that jordan doesn't i feel like we have stepped deeply into the twilight zone <laughs> right. if you want to know the rest by the rights okay so we have some news today that we need to break, but first off, let's introduce people. Yes. As always, I'm Jordan. I've got Kamish, Beth, Pick Girl, and Arthur on the ones and twos. Beth, how are you? I am well. Doing a lot of whole notes. That's my life right now. Just whole notes. I saw that. So how many notes did you play in a two-hour rehearsal? Was it a two-hour rehearsal? Yeah, it was a two-hour rehearsal. So it it's a bit misleading because there's one song that I'm very busy on and I play a lot of. Okay. And it has many, many, many notes. The whole concert, um, actually, no, it was a three-hour rehearsal. That's where my brain is at today. Um, there are, of, of all of those, there's one song I play a ton of. And then in the entire rest of the concert, I have 87 measures of music. Okay. Of which 60% of it are notes that I can see through. Lots of whole notes. Lots of half notes. I uh, I did I definitely did a recording session once where I played the contrabassoon part of the piece Apotheosis of this Earth, and it is a lot of long ass notes. Luckily, they let me sit out of the room because it's a recording, so they don't want you to go coughing or sneezing or whatever. So like I'm sitting, I'm playing Barry Sax for this, yeah. so it goes like bass clarinet bassoon barry sax like we all sit in the middle and talk shit you know how that works because you're yeah, a bassoonist and this is one of those concerts where the bassoonist is super busy oh yeah and is making fun of me the entire way through this rehearsal is like at one point i sat for an hour mm-hmm. just played no notes just sat for an hour and he looks over me he's like, he's like you could have gotten like more sleep lots of things could have happened for you today and i'm like just for you i'm swinging my whole notes for the next 60 bars <laughs> at I one- used- at one point, to, just to be a shit, I played everything a half step down and lipped it. I used to, when that would happen to someone next to me, I used to lean over and in the middle of like while playing during rehearsal, I would point at their rests and mm-hmm. be like, and be like, oh, that's measure five. Yeah. At one, at one point, he took his vocal off and he's just like tapping my music while I play. Oh, while I follow the I'm surprised the you didn't fucking bend that vocal in half. Um, so what happened was the next, the next song was a Mendelssohn that I basically don't play in at all. Mm-hmm. And I just turned over and started playing his stuff with him. Oh yeah. Just transposing it obnoxiously. Oh, easily. Why not? Yeah. Like making and- like the most Barry Sachs sound I possibly could on his bassoon part. 
Oh, like a, like a, like a fucking lawnmower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A beautiful sound. Lawnmower with vibrato. Perfect. Yep. Oh yeah. It was as much vibrato as I possibly could. There was oh, no yeah. musical taste in this whatsoever. Very, uh, very good there, honk. Listener, to be clear, I'm not getting paid for this gig. <laughs> you don't say. So you don't fucking say that. My, my give a fuck for this is at an all time low. <laughs> low read mindset is a very weird mindset. It really is. I'll give you that. Hey, girl, how are you? I'm good. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. How was your weekend? Me good? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. The weather's been kind of eh. So. Kamish, how are you, sir? Uh, sore. I'll say that. Because um, you built you built the dresser. Yes, I, I did build a dresser. <laughs> did build the dresser for uh, my six and a half year old. And yeah, uh, not fun at all. Very annoying. Was it Ikea? No. Okay, because... Ikea has ha- the Ikea guy, not so, pandas. Right, yeah. so instead of having a little dude that's confused, it was a panda that was confused. And I wasn't sure if that was like a kid Ikea. I don't know. Definitely not Ikea. So I, I purchased this one from Wayfair. So that's this is a little bit different. I purchased this from Wayfair, um, okay. which... I was like, okay, I, my six and a half year old had like, my wife bought him a really tall, like nearly six foot tall, like metal dresser, but the, all the drawers are like cloth. Okay. So it's like one of those cheap, like metal frame thingies, but all the drawers are just cloth and they just slide in. It's not like it's a real dresser. Oh my God. And destroy that. So. The kiddo's like, you know, barely four foot tall. And of course we have the socks in the uh, very tippy top. So he can never see what socks or underwear he's having to get. So I'm glad nothing fell over or anything like this at some point in time. But after, you know, a little bit of time, I was like, we need to get him like a legit dresser Mm -hmm. to make sure that he doesn't you know, have something tip over on him or like these, it it was so flimsy. Like it was just, it was just not a great dresser for a kid to have in their room. And I mean, he would just pull out the sock drawer and just leave it on the floor because I mean, like, why, why try to reach up there? Of course, why would you, why would you do that? Why would you do that again? It's stupid. Like, I can't see what socks I'm trying to get or what underwear I'm trying to get. He couldn't do anything like that. And we couldn't put anything on top of this thing. Because it was so not sturdy. Even if we had it, like, we tried to mount it to the wall. But his say, room, Kamish, you yeah. know that you need to mount these things to the wall to prevent tipping accidents. No, you know, I tried to do that. The only problem is the bathroom's right behind me. Okay. So it's like the tub, and I'm trying to, like, get these little bolts to spread out, and they would just fall in. Gotcha. So I was just like, I have, like, two holes behind this area, which I will have to patch whenever we move out of this house. So I got this dresser. It's from Wayfair. In the beginning, it's pandas telling me what to do, what not to do, the weird exclamation points. If you want to throw the pandas in the chat. I've already done that. I've already done that. I love them so much. So I'm doing this, and this is, it gets to the point where it was like, hey, you need two people to do this step. And there was like four steps like this. You need two people to realign this thing, to do this, to make this, do that. Uh, I don't have two people. I have the wife wrangling up the near one-year-old along with the six and a half-year-old that is trying to help me, Mm -hmm. which 
I can't let him help because he's going to get hurt. So I'm trying to balance all of this stuff going on. It probably took me, with all of that going on, stopping for lunch and dinner, we're probably looking at about six and a half hours of like sitting It did on take the floor. you all day. It took you all day, yes. It essentially did. It, it, I'd say maybe, yeah, I, I would say from around noonish to about 6.30 p.m. Central, I feel like that's the time frame. Also, some fun mishaps happened. My normal screwdriver went missing. So I'm using this this like little tiny screwdriver Phillips that we have, and so the only way you, I can do hold you have it, a favorite screwdriver? Yes, I do. I only have like two, which I that that changed in the middle of this, by the way. Wait, Beth uh, and Pig Girl, do you have do you have favorite screwdrivers? Um, I mean, my favorite screwdriver is my Bosch drill. Yeah. No, but I also don't own that many tools because I live in an apartment. So I, I'm I'm such a spiritual dad. Yeah, no, you're way more than me. I prioritize screwdrivers based on I know Craftsman sponsors the truck series. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's the Craftsman screwdriver is that's right. better than the other screwdriver. Kamish, I need to push back on you that you didn't have another adult because the Catholic Church considers the age of reason to be seven. So if you take your two kiddos and just sort of mush them together, you have an adult. Uh, I will say well, that. Well, as we I learned have, from Todd Cobb, like you can't put two things together in the same space; they can't touch each other. Uh, I will I say that I, I do have I do have a favorite. Please show them that movie as a reason they can't touch each other ever and watch the chaos that ensues. No, no, thank you. But okay, uh, I, I I do have a favorite screwdriver. However, I'm not allowed to use it because it is my wife's, as are all the tools. So is so it correct? Yeah, that's if it's correct. So back to the screwdriver going missing. Can't yeah, sorry. find it. Like, whatever, can't find it. I'm using this little tiny backup screwdriver, and it's hurting my hand every time I screw. Mm-hmm. This The instructions from the pandas, they said, don't use a drill. And I'm like, okay, pandas. They list the drill on there, but then, like, the next page, it's like, okay, um, don't use the drill here on these steps. And I was like, uh, okay, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, very, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating thing. Then I got my, I have like a, a drill itself. And I was like, fuck this. I'm just doing the drill for the rest of this. Yeah, I, I'm just done. I'm done with this. Um, I also, I ordered like a screwdriver set, uh, like through Amazon to be delivered. And it arrived towards the end that I was, I was pretty much done. Also, uh, you know, step number 26 can go the fucking hell. Like all these steps were just like, here, do one thing and put one thing together. Step 26 says you need to do 20 things here. Yep. This that's... was this was like that test you would get. And uh, hey, here's question 20. But here is like, you know, 20A, 20B, 20C, 20T. My favorite. It, oh, it's only a three question. It's only a three question. It's only a three, three question, question final. Quiz. Motherfucker. Oh, three question final. Final. The rest of the horse. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. <laughs> yes. So I finally put this together. I'm totally beat. Totally sore, just out of it. But the kiddo loves the, the dresser. Uh, it came out great, and um, it's got some pretty cool LEDs underneath it. So he has LED lights. Wow! Uh, so I'll throw that in the chat for everybody. Uh, so it's it, they color oh switch with like an app with it. It's it's pretty awesome. So uh, don't mind what was on the screen, and then you can see there's if you look in the in the screen itself, there's one of the former drawers that had like socks in it. So, okay, um, yeah, I see it. I see what yeah. you're talking about. Okay. So I, I got to get rid of that. 
Uh, that was basically my weekend because today I was just doing laundry and trying to reform what was in his old drawers to get it into the new dresser, gotcha. um, which was very annoying. And I wasted my whole weekend uh, doing this. There was an option from Wayfair that were like, they'll send somebody on Angie's list <laughs> to come to come put this together for like like $120. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, man, $120 is kind of steep. You know, typically they ask like maybe 60 or like 80, but like this dresser was like, you know, like a couple hundred. I'm like, you're, you're basically like adding at least 25% more than what the dresser costs to put it together. Uh, looking back at it, if I would have had that money, I probably should have done that, <laughs> but I wouldn't have been able to complain about it on the podcast. So I, I feel like this should almost go without saying. But for me, growing up, and probably, and really even still, the Christmas for me is the day after Christmas, because that is when every member of my family brings everything they got that requires even the least bit of assembly, and I get to spend all day putting everything together. <laughs> it is my favorite. I have I I put together most of the furniture in this house, um, just because like that is like my that is my relaxed chill out zone of just like I'm just gonna build furniture today. I have like five pieces of things to put together. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna have a good time. So this is a service I'm happy to offer you as long as you're in the greater okay. Western Central Pennsylvania area we'll or are to willing to for, fly me to wherever you we'll are. We have to pay for Beth shipping next time so mm-hmm. she can put together the next piece of furniture we need. Oh, absolutely. Poke, poke holes in the box, it's fine. Poke holes I in have, the box. I have a question for Put her you. in the box with the panda. So, I, and this is probably more to Jordan and and uh, Kamish. Did, did you guys have the cardboard furniture in the 80s at all? Was that a thing you had? No. My my family had a bunch of inherited stuff, so it was all like heavy wooden shit. Okay. All right, I'm gonna need to see pictures of cardboard furniture. Yeah. So, like, the, like the, what kind of cardboard are we talking? So I mean, it's gotta be when, like sturdy. When right? I was a kid, the dressers that we had, and and I have many siblings, um, the dressers that we had for years were cardboard. They had like a vinyl outside to them, and it was like a it looked like a dresser, but it was made of cardboard. And my parents did not anchor this to anything. So like you could pull out your drawers, and about half the time I would just pull it over onto myself and I would be in a pile of cardboard furniture and like fabric things. But I wasn't sure if that was a thing that was just an us thing or a general child thing. Uh Beth, let me I'm posting the chat. Is it this stuff? No. No, uh, yes, stuff. yes, it was absolutely that stuff. Okay, okay. You know what? I did have, I did have some of this. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there was, there was definitely something like that in the house in the eighties for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Ours, there was ours definitely like ours yeah. was blue and had like bears on it. But yes, hmm. yeah, absolutely. That was the that was the dresser of my childhood, and like this thing, it would hold together in that like the drawers would be stable enough that you could put stuff in them and it was okay it's just the second you pulled out a drawer if you were a very small person which i was uh there's about a 50 50 chance that you were about to wear this yep seems safe mm-hmm. that, totally I, my reference point when you started describing this i was thinking of the uh triple treat box from pizza hut around the holidays that <laughs> you know in the commercials yeah. where there's like drawers of pizza if you order it, like it's just a box with like pizza, like three pizzas in it, like on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Like there are, they don't actually slide out, but I'm imagining like the commercial 
triple treat box. Yeah, that's exactly what you're looking at. And the top drawer is going to be like underwear and socks. The middle drawer is going to be shirts and stuff you wore during the day. And the bottom drawer is pajamas and poof, you did it. When I was living like after college for the first time by myself, I bought a dresser and uh, it was from Ikea. Um, uh, the the Hemnes dresser. Oh, the good Ikea I, I believe I, I believe most of my bedroom is still Hemnes. Yes, I love Hemnes. So I bought that. I had all of the like pieces sitting in a corner in my bedroom. And I just kept living out of like laundry baskets and suitcases. And the thing that finally got me to put the dresser together was when I moved out of that place, I decided that it would be easier to move it assembled than like completely disassembled in like many pieces, right? Like if it's just put it together so like you could just pick it up and, and put it in the truck and move it. So that's that's what got me to put it together. That's so boy-brained and I can't even argue with it because I can see myself having, like I can see myself in that mindset, but that is so absolutely goddamn boy-brained. I love it. Guys being dudes. It, it absolutely is. God. If I may derail the podcast briefly, because I forgot to mention something when you asked me how I was, Jordan. Yeah, sure. I am I am pleased to inform the listeners that Obnoxiously Pit Boyfriend and I once again attended Ots Night at the local venue that does Ots Night. Yes. And this time I had thematically appropriate headwear. I have a hat that is Perry the Platypus. There we go. And I wore the hat. It's a really good hat. Just, that's a good just want, hat. Want you all to know that. I had a good go. time. That's that. That's even a little past my odds. So the fact that that's retro just really hurts me. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the band does a, a cartoon medley in the middle of the show, and the singer noticed me and was pointing at me when they were singing the theme song. There we go. Uh, Kamish, you you what show that is? Kamish, you know that show at all? Perry the, Perry the Platypus. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 aware of it. Yes. Okay, just making sure. I don't think I've ever watched it, but I've I've had people when we tweet certain things, uh, they reply with Perry the Platypus that I've had to look it up yep. in the past. And I was like, okay, Perry. I'm like, all right, we got it. There's something else. Uh, the Perry the Pylon gets 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 a lot of Perry the Platypus replies. Yep. Yes. And yes. they want to put the Perry the Platypus hat on Perry the Pylon. Yes. Yes. So it would be like the Perry Perry the Plat hat on the pylon okay. yeah to be clear the hat that i was wearing was not agent peace fedora it is a hat with an orange bill orange brim, like a baseball cap oh, with an orange brim and a teal cap and perry's eyes oh it's great oh uh, yeah do we, can we get a picture of this this hat uh yes i will i will put a picture in the chat thank yeah. you i need to see this because it, it sounds glorious well, I, I will admit, I, I have never heard of that show. Uh, <laughs> but, Phineas and Ferb? The name is Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. Oh, okay. And I strongly recommend it. Uh, Kamish, it's probably on Disney Plus because it was a Disney show. You can watch it with your kids. Yeah, yes. uh, maybe the maybe the six and a half year old can watch it. But the babies is still fully into Bluey at this point. I, you know what? Who needs more than Bluey? I was just curious. Like, if I asked all of you, what do you think of as, like, aughts? Like, not, not, not in terms of dates, but, like, in terms of, like, cultural touchstones like what do you come up with if i just say like like what would you do if you had like an aughts night an aughts night uh denim tuxedos and awful awful low-rise jeans and the skinny scarves that were everywhere just I'm 
dressed like Hillary Duff in the Lizzie McGuire TV show. Yeah. That was like my Aeropostale decade. So it's a lot of those things for where, like, that's also, that's like prime college for me. So the problem is, is that like that's college and then the latter half of the decade is when I stopped being in college, which is when you come completely unglued from whatever the zeitgeist is. Mm -hmm. So like it's it is an abyss for me after college where I'm just like, I don't know what anything is anymore. Uh, American Idiot, I think, is a very touchstone of the aughts, the Green Day album. I think Mm -hmm. also that you get things like. There's there's certain like certain songs like I could definitely throw together a playlist of like dance music from the aughts. Uh, also for dress wise, I would say polo shirts, polo shirts and boat shoes. But that may also speak to where I was. But like multiple polo shirts layered with all the collars popped. Yeah, of course. <sighs> also, also with my mod- my madras pant, my madras shorts, and also things like I had a visor that I wore sideways sometimes. You know, things like that. Cargo yeah. shorts, lots of cargo shorts. My pants had so many pockets. Oxygen bars. Mm-hmm. On the extreme opposite side of what Jordan was just describing, emo and yes. scene culture. That rings important. That, things that rings like late nineties for me more than more mm-hmm. than odds, but I mean the whole like like the Fallout Boy, Panic at the Disco, like all of that, that wave crested in two thousand seven. So mm-hmm. That was, yeah, I was, I was right. I, I was into pop punk right before the emo thing crested. Because I was up, I was a Blink-182 person. But they came up through pop punk. Enema of the State was 2001, I believe, maybe 2000, maybe 99, can't remember which. 99, I think. And then, so, you know, crested through there. But yeah, the, the mid-2000s, I graduated college in 06. And like Beth said, I became unglued from pop culture for about five years. So anything between like, Oh six and eleven, I just I blank space for me. Yep. Early for, Taylor Swift, I have no clue. For me, uh, I'd, I'd probably try to dress like Nelly, but wind up looking like Fred Durst. Yep. Sorry. Man, Fred Durst, that is that guy still doing okay? He, he's he's fine. Okay. I saw Eminem tonight. He looks like he's doing okay. Yeah, Eminem's get, Eminem's getting old. Yeah. We're all getting old. Remember when he was the most dangerous man in music and now he's just like cranky dad. I love it. We all have that like trajectory. Remember when ice T was like yelling or was it ice T or ice cube on fuck the police. Both, <laughs> of them. Both of them, I believe. And now like, Wait, no, and now, no, and no, no, which one was, which one was fuck the police. Well, ice T was cop killer, but cop killer. Uh, sorry. And then uh, yes, ice, ice, ice cube, cube was, was, was fuck the police. There. Uh, yeah, police yeah. Uh, so, so you had those guys and now, you know, ice cube is like making dad movies. And Ice T was on SVU for like eighty years. I love that. I love that trajectory of like I am a dangerous, dangerous person, and now old, I'm making like sled dogs. How, how how old do you think Eminem is? He's in his fifties, like early fifties. He's at least ten years older than Beth, I. Beth, do you have a guess? Oh, I'm gonna go like forty eight or forty nine. Okay. Anybody else care? No, no. I have right. no guesses. Jordan's right. He's fifty one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. He was super scary, and now he's just like he's 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 Eminem. He's he's Marshall. Marshall, the guy next door. I mean, yeah, I think he's, he's got a beard with with no gray hair. My favorite variant of this, though, is Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart's budding friendship. Yeah, it's great. 
It's I great. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg and Martha, you know, got together over jail stories. So mm-hmm. there we go. Okay. So Arthur, you've been up for 24 hours or you were up for 24 hours. You probably took a nap and then did this for the well, 24 okay. hours of Rolex Daytona. Tell, right. Give me a, give me a quick it. summary of this. It's more than 24 hours. So I woke up at like 8 a.m. on Saturday. Okay. Um, so then I was awake until the green flag flew, which uh, a little after 1.40 p.m. And then I was up for the full 24 hours. Um, so then the checkered flag flew at like 1.40 on Sunday. Uh, but then I had some stuff to take care of. Um, I tried to take a nap from like 3 to 5 p.m. ish, um, but that wasn't really successful. I think I've just had too much caffeine to like take a nap. I got uh, so I'm I'm really hoping I'm able to like fall asleep after this. Okay. Uh after we finish recording. I had one of the Panera lemonades. I had oh. um I oh, had God. that on you Saturday. had the three hundred calorie uh, sorry, three hundred milligram caffeine. Calorie. Well, I, so I mean they are also calorie. like three hundred calories. That's, true. that's <laughs> not the point. No, 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 no. Pro tip. Panera lemonades, the strawberry mint flavor has 10 fewer grams of sugar than the mango yuzu citrus flavor. So, Important things. you know, see, I'm I'm being responsible and taking care of myself drinking that Panera lemonade. Um, no, I had the Panera lemonade on Sunday and then I had a Red Bull this morning. So I've but I like I don't usually consume caffeine like i like i don't i don't do it daily um i'll have it like once in a while when i need like a boost Mm -hmm. and so yeah like that's a lot of boost for me you know it's um it's i i don't know i i feel awake though like i feel more awake now than i do a lot of times okay when we record this because we record this at uh you know starting at 10 p.m eastern so you know, most times I'm like sleepy. I'm ready to go to bed, and uh, it, it's a little worrying that I'm not. So, so what were the big stories of the 24 hours Rolex or 24 hours of Daytona at Rolex? The, Rolex is 24 hours. I don't care. Brought to you by Rolex. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Rolex 24. Um, uh, so I get. Well, I guess the big the big stories are who won, right? So, um, you know, Porsche won the overall race um they they got that with their factory cars with team penske uh the number seven car won that um then there was uh let's see i think the 18 car won in lmp2 the uh 62 ferrari won in uh gtd pro so there's a ferrari winning uh, a race which you know savor that sure um <laughs> hey, and they did uh it. The clerk yeah, and then it uh, was an extension too, I think. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe he's got to get in one of these one of these cars. So he's a Carl. shot because uh, the, the Ferraris, the Ferrari nine six two, the new. It's not new this year. It was new last year, but it's it's a really competitive car. Um, and then in in uh, the regular GTD category, it was Mercedes that won. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, twenty four hours. So like all sorts of stuff happens. You have lots of contenders that you know they just they have problems, right? Like you know, you got these races where you have like the best of the best, these, these pro drivers driving, you know, expensive high tech 
you know, cars built by major car companies and like they're racing on the same uh, same track as like doctors and like dentists and car dealers and oligarchs and whatever. Yeah, sure. Yes, they're well, yeah. And and sorry, and a member of the Habsburg family, I believe? The current heir to the non existent throne, in fact. Okay, well, you say non existent, but once we bring him back, bring the Habsburg line back, we're going to do like Mexico and decide that we just want a Habsburg. I don't care who it is. We'll just grab one. I have a friend who's a Habsburg. He's awesome. Do you want him? Uh, No, I do have some, I do have some Polish, uh, Polish uh, royalty in my family. I got to be careful about which, which side I, I I, I was just going to say, like, I feel like putting a Habsburg on the throne for no reason went pretty well for Mexico. It did. He lasted a couple years before they killed him. Yep. He was a lesser one, though. It was Maximilian. He was he was a lesser Habsburg. He wasn't he wasn't one of the real ones. Like an auxiliary Habsburg. Yeah. (laughs) They've got plenty. Okay, they realize at some point that you always have to have a Habsburg. Right. So when we found Shreveport, Pennsylvania, we'll uh, we'll have part of it that's a monarchy, like, I don't know, part of the dog park or something, and we'll yeah, put sure. a Habsburg on the throne. <laughs> Can we name a dog Habsburg? I see no reason why <laughs> not. Was this, yeah. was this... Are we creating an even smaller principality than Sealand? Exactly. Okay. Is this is this Carl von Habsburg? <laughs> what? No. Oh, the, no, no the, to... the guy that got the Habsburg in the race. No. Is, do you want is me that to the say same the, guy from what's name? happening now? Oh, this is Ferdinand I, no, Habsburg. Okay. Yeah, it's Ferdinand Habsburg. But let me let me pull. Oh up no, this. give the whole thing. Give the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I gotta I gotta pull it up. I sadly do not have the full name memorized. Um, <laughs> can Can I talk about this 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 map that they threw up there first? Yeah, go for it. All right. So the twenty four hours of of Daytona at Rolex, whatever. I'm saying it wrong. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. Uh, right. So they put up a map. Like I, I remember on the previous podcast. That I said it would basically like be driving from Seattle to Piscataway. Um, so they decided to start a map, which would it started at Daytona International Speedway, uh, and then it wound up in Fresno, California, to to match essentially about how long they would have to drive. Th- this this path this is, is absolutely insane, fucking wild. It, it is just it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense to do this because. The the, the the move that they make in Texas, I don't even know what they were doing. Like you could you could have went a different way, but I have no idea why they wanted to do this. We're I know I love it. Big Z. We yes. are we're juking. What's happening is like you're juking around Texarkana, which I appreciate. Right. <laughs> There's a big Z in Texas for Zorro, uh, but <laughs> really. I like, have just no idea. fucking draw this line elsewhere. Oh my, like, I, okay. <laughs> I have no idea why they did this. So they started in Daytona. Then they go, you know, basically up, uh, I think 95's on the coast, right? Sure. So 95's on the coast. Yes. Then they hit yes. 10 through Mobile. Uh, 10, there's the eight hour mark. And, and Cajun Killer said in the chat right now, he said the eight hour pin is right at Lafayette. So I'll give him credit. Maybe I'll shout out to uh, Scott, the, uh, the, the world-renowned home of, of, of Boudin. Uh, then you go through Houston. Uh, then it looks like you go through San Antonio. I don't know for sure. But then you stop in Sheffield, Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, I've then never you, heard of Sheffield, Texas. Yeah, then you, then you double back. Then you double Denton. back to Denton. So I don't even know what road, like, Sheffield, 
to Denton. Sheff Sheffield, Texas is an unincorporated community in Pecos County with a population of 174. Why the fuck do you- Hell yeah. <laughs> this map is insane. Did did we make this map? Jordan, I, did you it, do this? It feels I, like it. I mean, it's on 10, which is why they do, which is why they said that. But then to get from to get from Sheffield to Denton. So Sheffield's out in the middle of West Texas. Like it's 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 the middle last middle of nowhere. It's almost a Fort Stockton. You've got to take back road 67. So in 67, you double back on 67 to Denton. Then you take like you cut up to 20. You, you go through Wichita Falls, cut up to 20 or 40. Sorry, your Amarillo and then like go across. And this is just I'm going to post a picture of the booming metropolis of Sheffield. Enjoy. Ooh. Ooh. It's pretty. That sure is an intersection. Yep. I'm going to guess no lights in that town. So I, I'm showing the photos that somebody took of Sheffield uh, on Google. I'll show you that. Uh, basically, like, what do you want to see Sheffield? Here you go. Ooh, that rock on Ooh. top of another pile of dirt seems nice. Yeah, that's Ooh, right. A very exit pile of exit dirt 325 on off of I-10. I have no idea why they did this. It makes no sense. Then they go to Denton. To Denton. And so I believe you get on 40 at that point, right? Yes. Okay. No, uh, you, have, you have to take something else up to 40 because 40 doesn't go okay. through Denton. All but, right. But then what the, the next stop is fucking Mesa Verde, California. Nothing in nothing in New Mexico, nothing in Arizona, Mesa Verde, California, and then up the coast of Fresno. It's the stupidest map are, I've ever seen. Are they like are they trying to just avoid as much traffic as possible? No, because that's not even how you cannonball run. Cannonball runs a whole different you take a different path for cannonball run. Well, you're starting in New York City for cannonball run, right? Yeah, you could modify it to start from Florida though. I, that would I be... still don't know. I still have no idea why. Why they did this, bro? I don't know. This, it makes no sense. I'm kind of guessing that we're putting more thought into it now than NBC put into it when they made it. Yes, absolutely. Um, the highlight for me from NBC's coverage was the um, the fireworks, right? So there's a tradition at like 10 o'clock during the race, like mid-race, they have fireworks, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, you want to be aware of that. If you're a driver, you don't want to be surprised by fireworks as you're, <laughs> you're racing. But um this year, they had uh, former NASCAR driver and current NBC on-air, you know, analyst Jeff Burton. They had him push the button to start the fireworks show, mm -hmm. but it was like this like control thing with a bunch of different buttons. And so he like live on air was like, so like like they've given me the honor. I'm gonna push this button, and we're gonna have the fireworks, right? And he goes to push the button, and like someone from off screen like who was actually involved with the fireworks show like like frantically is like running over be like nope that button not that button the other one <laughs> and so uh, how many we, buttons are on this thing what it was the like a whole do? like control thing um i can i can definitely find a video of it um actually if you just go on twitter and look up uh nascar chasm um he tweeted out he tweeted out a bunch of like mashups where he had that and then it cut to like something blowing up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, we, we've been joking now that, you know, like Jeff Burton almost like launched a nuke Jeff Burton, almost, you know, 
all sorts of things that that he could have done pushing the wrong button. But uh, fortunately, he pushed the right button and we got fireworks. Do you have the full name of that Habsburg, by the way? I do. Uh, it's Go for it. Ferdinand Zvonimir Maria Balthus Keith Michael Otto Antal Bonham Leonard von Habsburg Lothringen. Now, he has to have the last name Habsburg Lothringen in Austria because they have abolished the monarchy. Right. But technically, but technically, he would not be known as that. That's just. That's his. That's his government name until the many, until the family takes over. How many names? How many was it? I was mean, it ten. Too many. Royals okay. always have a dumb a dumb number okay. of names. Can we talk Europe, about European can we have a, royals? Not everybody does this. But there's Keith in there. Can we talk about Keith being in there? Well, yeah, yeah they were after Toby Keith. That was his godfather. I would just call him <laughs> Keith no matter what. Hey, Keith. No, I'm I'm I'm. Ferdinand, I mean, imperial heir to the imperial throne. Okay, Keith. Do you feel? Yeah, I do love the idea of like snooty imperial Keith. <laughs> I I can't decide if I would rather have it be Keith or I rather have it be one of these like aggressively 2010, 2020 names where it's like you just get a Braden in the middle of there. <laughs> oh yeah, Braden the first. You know. Now I'm I'm imagining the conqueror. A, <laughs> I'm imagining a monarch that's just like all those names, but it's just like. Like Aiden, Braden, Jaden, Caden, etc. All uh, hail the, King Caden the First. Uh, he is informally styled as His Imperial and Royal Highness, and titled as a Prince Imperial and Archduke of Russia, Prince of Hungary, Croatia, and Bohemia. We should ask Croatia what they feel about this. Tangentially, and jumping back, uh, listeners, I just want to take one second to encourage all of you to go google jeff burton talking and then go google his brother ward burton talking oh god and marvel at the difference between their accents even though they grew up in the same house dude ward burton's accent is the best it is the best ward burton is a character on king of the hill by the way no he should be but it's amazing uh arthur will you tell us about was there a card that just kept blowing up and causing cautions i believe yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So I'm trying to be, I, you know, trying to figure out what's like the most charitable way to talk about this car. Cause like, <laughs> you know, not, I mean, it's a great start, Arthur. Yeah. Well, okay. Like when you, when you think about it, right, there are a lot of people that went to Daytona this weekend and ended up having a bad day. Um, <laughs> because, sure. I, well, like, you know, you go in and you have done so much work and, like one mistake, one incident, and like it's all gone, right? Mm -hmm. But this car was the number 33 LMP2 car um, for uh, Sean Creech Motorsports. And this car was notable because it was the only Liget chassis in the field. Uh, everyone else was running the Orica chassis. And basically the reason is that the Orica chassis is better, more competitive. Um, so the reason I, th you know, I, I, I'm trying to be charitable here, but like basically the reason they were running the Lee J chassis is they got it cheap. Um, so, you know, this is a team that probably doesn't have maybe the resources or the funding to, uh, build a really competitive car. Okay. And that was evident, you know, when it's, it's, I mean, it's, I'm not going to say driving a really good car is easy, but when you have a really good race car, it's a lot easier to just like drive it physically than it is if you have a race car that's really bad. Yeah. That makes and sense. so, like, 
this car, it had a number of problems. Initially, it was like it spun out a lot. Um, and they had their bronze driver in the car then, um, who was, I believe, a 61-year-old doctor sure. um, who was driving. And, and he had a number of spins that uh, a couple of them brought out yellows. And then later on in the night, it um, had problems where it, it just like kind of died on track. And then they had to, you know, throw the yellow, retrieve it. Um, you know, in these endurance races, you can basically fix anything. I mean, there are certain things that are so terminal. It's like, well, we can't fix it because like we could be working until tomorrow and it won't still be, won't be fixed. But like, there's a lot of things you can fix. So, you know, like it'll die on track. They bring it back to the pits, to the garage. They try to fix it, get it running again. And when they got it running again, like it would run some more, but it, it just kind of kept having problems all night. So it was sort of, uh, you know, by far the most uh, cautions attributed to one car was that number 33 car. There we go. Well, as we're going on to other news, hey, Beth, guess what? What? Iowa has an offensive coordinator. Really? They do. You're not lying to me. I'm not lying this to This really happened. It really happened. Is it Kirk Ferentz? It's not Kirk Ferentz. And it's Ooh. not it's not Fry it's not Brian Ferentz either. It's not Brian with a Y Ferentz? It's, it's not. It is drum roll please. Western Michigan's head coach who got fired last year. Yay! His name is Tim Lester. Best known that I yeah, he's had some coaching gigs, but he was the head Quarter, first head quarterback. He was the starting quarterback for the Chicago Enforcers of the original XFL oh. for four for, for four games while working part time as a math teacher. He was then benched. <laughs> Did Chicago win those first four games? Don't ask. Did they turn around when he got benched? Don't ask that either. So he did that. He also played for the Nashville Cats, the Carolina Cobras, and the Memphis Explorers. With an hey, F- hey, 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 the Nashville Cats, right? Yeah. Spell it. K A T S. All right, that's, that's much better. <laughs> it's the most nineties thing I oh, yeah. ever heard. Uh, so I, I assume that the mascots for this were both of the SWAT cats. So I really, uh, I really I, wish, I really wish it was like the Nashville Mad Cats. After that, those, like, check the chat. Know, like the, the most generic ever. controllers that you would have mm-hmm. to buy because the other uh, ones were too damn expensive. Beth, describe that. Describe that logo for me, please, for the Nashville Cats. Holy shit. So what if the Fonz also worked at Showbiz Pizza on weekends cosplaying as a cat? Yep. This is this is Truman the Tiger's like cousin who thinks that he's cool. It, wow. The, the greaser hair does it for me so much. The greaser hair combined with the obvious leather jacket and white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. This this guy smokes like Amer- like Lucky Strikes. He smokes. Hey, we're the cats here. And uh, also, I need to show you the Memphis Explorers logo because it is also amazing. That's the Carolina Cobras. That's the Carolina Cobras. And the Memphis Explorers. Oh, God. Is, oh, my God. Is, con- is the most like conquistador-ass conquistador I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could call them Explorers, I guess, if you wanted. That's one but, of the words you could use. But they're the Explorers, and there's no E in that name. Nope. X, it's just, the, just an X. X. Explorer. Well, there's an e, there's an e later. Well, yeah. later, yes. Yeah. Not at the beginning. 
Is that the same font that they used for the Excalibur cas- uh, casino in Vegas? Because I, I would say medieval times, was. but yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah, this has very medieval times energy. So he does that. Then he's also was head coach at St. Joseph's in D3 for one year. He ends up going to Western Michigan to be quarterback coach. He played at Western Michigan. Uh, he ends up doing some time, some time, like he's a fucking criminal. <laughs> he was, he was at, mean, we're kind of preparing him. He was at Elmhurst College, which is a D3 school. Okay. Uh, his best season was 10 and 2, but he had 10 of those wins vacated. Not for necessarily anything that he did, I think, until they found out afterwards that some of his players were being paid, which in D3 at, like, getting scholarships at all is not a thing. Oh. But he, but he did take them to the playoffs. And on the back of that, he became Syracuse's quarterback coach in 2013. Was at Syracuse for a bit. Was it was Purdue's quarterback coach in 2016. And then was Mich- Western Michigan's head coach from 2017 to 2022. And spent a year being the senior analyst at Green Bay and now is Iowa's OC. You know what that time frame of Western, Western Michigan head coachitude means? What? He is responsible for their upset over 2021 Pitt. Yes. Which is, I have seen many bad football games and many Pitt football games that make me angry. That one still makes me the angriest. I'm enjoying like the power of the Scott Schaefer coaching tree. Mm-hmm. I got it. Hold on. He was the quarterback's coach in Purdue in 2016. Yeah. And then he parlayed that into the Western Michigan head coaching job, right? After PJ, I think that was that he was the guy after PJ Fleck, I believe. Okay. Yes. That so, timeline lines up, I think. Okay. I think that's the case, right? Yeah. Um, give me a give me a guess at Purdue's record in 2016. Oh, you could have said any number. Seven and five. Was that a good Purdue year? No. 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 I remember that year. I don't. I don't know why I remember that year, but I do remember that year. Okay. Is that Daryl Hazel? What was their What was their record? Kinda. <laughs> I say seven and five. Okay. Three and nine. Four and eight. Beth, Beth nailed it. Three and nine. Oh, and he uh, parlayed that into the and list. and and that was a Daryl Hazel year. Yes. Oh, Par- God. Partially. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, true. Um. Yeah, that was uh, that was half of it belonged to Daryl Hazel. Yeah, Daryl Hazel was um, let go after the six games. Uh, Ger- Gerard Parker took over. Uh, the offensive coordinator on that team was Terry Malone. Um, he is currently uh, with the Bowling Green Falcons right now. Yeah. Um, the defensive coordinator was Ross Ells, who is currently a special teams and linebackers coach for Michigan State, I believe. Cradle of coaches. Up, up at three and nine, Purdue. Uh, the co-defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, head Ooh, coach of wow. the University of Notre interesting. Dame. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. There. I was so, I was briefly dating a long-suffering Purdue fan at the time, which is the only reason I know geez. Purdue that year. <laughs> Man, that must have been an interesting year. Uh, so I I want to I wanted to find out like who were the quarterbacks. Uh, that he was the quarterback coach of of Purdue in in 2016. Yeah. So I, I I'll still. Oh my god! Let's find this out. So he was under under Scott Schaefer at at Syracuse. His quarterbacks were. Let's see. Can I, <laughs> okay, so I 2013 got... Syracuse football quarterback is just a curse. Oh my god. 
Yeah, so I no, the... I'm, I, I've also looked this up as we were talking. Um, You're about to get there's brain one, dysentery. There's one name that jumps out uh, it, to me as like, oh, that guy was good. I remember that guy. Um, so he coached the freshman year for Eric Dungey at Syracuse. He okay. was oh, the okay. offensive okay. coordinator quarterback yeah. coach. So he was he was the, the on Purdue that year. It was sophomore David Blow. Blow. I'm sorry? Uh, David Blow. Okay. Blow. No, it's it's I <laughs> David Blow, Blau, probably. Blow. It's Blow. I'm just it's playing Blau. around. Blau. It's Blow like Blow Plunk. Uh but yes. Just yeah. It, which which that year was pretty good. I, I mean he had three hundred I'm oh, sorry, three thousand. 352 yards passing, which was, I mean, honestly, pretty good, I would say, for that team. Um, he had 25 touchdowns and and 21 interceptions, but that, that probably wasn't the good part. Pretty high Detmer there, maybe. We need to look into that one. <laughs> uh, I, di- I did find Tim Lester's tops trading card Ooh. from the XFL that I'm dropping in the chat right now. And nice. it is also one of the most... 2000s thing I've ever seen. Oh my god! It's got fire, and the font is extreme. Post what that right now. Is that? Oh my Post god. it on Twitter. Make yeah, sure you turn it though. I need to rotate. Give me a sec. It like just type in like Tim Lester, Iowa offensive coordinator, and that's it. I can't wait until everybody starts yelling at us to bevel that. Uh, okay, let me start. I feel like it's already that, right? beveled just spiritually. Oh wait, yeah. no, I, I just flipped it the wrong way. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Did it improve it? <laughs> Only post it upside down if Tim Lester is in distress, Jordan. <laughs> That's how you can tell. <laughs> so, yeah, this is kind of a weird hire. People were looking at his offenses at Western Michigan going, well, maybe there was something there we didn't see. Nah, man, those were not great Western Michigan years at all. I'm going to disagree. Okay, go for it. All go right. free to. So let's go. Um, Tim Lester at Western Michigan. 2017, first year there, 89th ranked total O, six and six, four and four overall, bowl game. Uh, 2018, seven and six, five and three in the MAC, 34th total O, bam, bowl game. 2019, seven and six, five and three, 22nd best total offense. Okay. 2020, again COVID year, four and two. Four and two overall, fifteenth ranked total O. Two thousand twenty-one, eight and five, four and four in the MAC, ninth ranked total offense. And then twenty twenty-two, five and seven, four and four overall, one hundred and twenty-first total offense. Ooh, ooh, that one dropped. By total Line offense, go. by total offense, you mean what? Total offense. I, I. This is what like NCAA stats. That's what I got from the tweet. The list That's, is there from fi- Colton yards. Fetter. This is fake news. It's fake this, news. This has got to be. This has got to be like total yards or something. This is not a real. Okay. Like this is this is an ancient stat. Okay. Wait, where is so defense? I, is just that bad? I guess. No. Yes, that was the big criticism of his tenure was that the, his defenses were bad. But I, I, I just think like this wouldn't be a weird or bad like. The reason that people are disappointed by this hire is because there was another hire that was rumored that I think people would have liked a lot more. So basically it got out that Iowa had 
met with uh, Kevin Johns. Kevin Johns uh, actually was Tim Lester's offensive coordinator at Western Michigan for a season. There you go. Um, But Kevin Johns most recently was the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at Duke, where Mm. they had some actual success with a quarterback and, um, you know, and a successful team. And so this got out that they'd talked to him. And like, I think if you just compare Tim Lester and Brian Ferentz, like, yeah, it's an upgrade. But I understand why people are a little bit disappointed when Kevin Johns is the rumor and then they they get Tim Lester. And, and it took them well over three months to do any of this mm-hmm. also to cut for for this it isn't like oh we were you know we were playing the long game we had all these people you know all these things we were working nah man you just got a guy the national championship winning team had their coach leave for the nfl and replaced him within a week this within should not days. be difficult within days like three days i think it was yeah. Shout out to Sharon Moore, by the way. Well-deserved promotion. Oh, well-fucking-deserved. Mm-hmm. Also, younger than me, which makes me want to walk into the sea. Once again, we're back at the Awakening, and I just want to walk into the fucking water. Yeah, those stats that I just rattled off, I, I don't know what the hell they came from. Okay. I'm looking at NCAA, and it has Western Michigan in 2017 as the 19th total offense. I guess. Uh, 481.2 yards per game. I don't... It might have been scoring. It might have been like again. Well, these are all. It doesn't say what it was at, at 2017. Like yeah, Tim Lester was the head coach. Kevin Johns was the offensive coordinator. I I I've I I don't know. I'm trying to like how do I say this? I feel like Kevin Johns is like the Fred Claus to Saint Johns. Sure. Like okay. if there was a Saint Johns, and then like his brother is like Kevin Johns. So Iowa, congrats! You Does have Kevin an Johns have coordinator. a basketball team? Not yet. I, I don't know. Or is it like the Blue Storm instead of the Red Storm? Something like that, uh, or maybe sure. maybe I'm just thinking of Kevin James. Kevin James. Okay, that that makes sense. We're always thinking of Kevin. And James. once again, we're back to we back have to watch the, the fucking Park. Saints movie. What? No, watch, let's watch the fucking Saints uh, movie. But I don't want to. The you only time I, I, I I will promise I will promise you I will watch the Saints movie when the Falcons win the Super Bowl. Well, okay, we're never. safe for another year. For, safe for the fucking foreseeable future. So I yeah, will, <laughs> if the Falcons win the Super Bowl, I will definitely watch that one. So uh, is that something that's under threat this year? Oh no, it's no. Okay, just making sure. That seems like a lifetime bet. Okay. Okay, so then we've got another bit of news that I want to talk about. It's FCS drama. I don't know if you guys saw this, but y'all, University of North Dakota has been having a bad, no good week. Y'all know, y'all know the University of North Dakota. You ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. Heard, heard, heard of them? Yeah. You heard, you heard of them? Yeah. They, they got a dome. They have a dome in yeah. in Grand Forks, and they're they're a pretty good team, and they've been on the up and up in the Missouri Valley, and things have been good for them. And here's what happens. So. We know that North Dakota State's head coach gets poached by SC. This happens a couple weeks ago. On January 8th, get your timeline in your head here. January 8th, North Dakota State's OC, Tyler Roll, 
was elevated to associate head coach. So they brought in a new guy for head coach, but they elevated their OC to associate head coach. Okay. On the ninth, the next day, University of North Dakota in Grand Forks, their OC leaves to be the OC at South Dakota State. This is like right after the championship game. Because like at, when we were at the game, there was already rumors of South Dakota State's head, uh, OC taking off. South Dakota State's OC went to, help me here. Do you remember, Kamesh? No, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. I'm um, going to find this to make this all work. Northwestern. Zach Lujan. Okay, Zach Lujan right. gets, gets pulled by Northwestern to be their OC. Okay. That's on the 9th. Then on the 18th, North Dakota, regular, <laughs> finds someone else. Jack La Jake Landry. He's from he's from St. Thomas. The, D, the D3 school got moved up to D1. Oh, yeah. Their OC, North Dakota pulls up and goes, you're our OC on the 18th. On the 24th, North Dakota State loses their OC for Tennessee State. And then on the 26th, North Dakota loses their OC to North Dakota State. Oh, God. FCS uh, silly season sounds like hell. Three days. Sorry. No, not three days. Sorry. It was six, it was six days. Yes. Petrino lasted 21. At, at, Wait, at, that is slightly no, no. over half a Scaramucci. Good job. It, it is. They had their new, I don't think he had a contract inked. I don't think he had boxes unpacked yet. And he got to go up the road is just such. So, so North Dakota basically loses two OCs within two weeks, one to South Dakota state, one to North Dakota state, both in conference. Woof. Woof. That is get those billable hours, general counsel. That is so painful. North Dakota fans, I feel for y'all because on chat, it was just like on Twitter, they were just completely gutted by this thing. Listeners, I just want you to know because I just Googled to double to fact check myself about the length of time that a Scaramucci is. And I'm immensely pleased to inform you that there is a Wikipedia article entitled List of Humorous Units of Measurement. Perfect. So, <laughs> if you have some, if you need well, something to do, what are some of the time, others? Yeah, uh, we've got whole systems of units of measurement. Uh, length, we have an Altuve, Altuve, an informal okay. unit of measurement. Uh, a distance equal to five feet five inches, in reference like to Jose Altuve, who stands five foot five, one of the shortest players in MLB. Uh, that is going to be going to be a uh, in the Hall of Fame, I believe, Altuve, or soon. We've also got a whiffle, which is equal to a sphere 89 millimeters in diameter, the size of a whiffle ball. Donkey power, 250 watts or about a third of a horsepower. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Go read it. Okay. The oh no second is very good. What is that? That's the second after one makes a terrible mistake, such as deleting the wrong file. <laughs> oh, oh no. That is good. Or like when we, we tweet something and we immediately recognize the typo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the tweet starts doing numbers. And you're like, no. <laughs> but yeah, like I, this North Dakota has just absolutely gotten hammered these last two weeks. And it's crazy that they've lost, that not only did they lose two OCs, but they lost them in conference. That's, that sucks. And to have one for, six days oh god that's 
Yeah, y'all, I, f- I feel for you, North Dakota, for, for you, North Dakota. So we need to keep we need to keep track of the Wheaton because the Wheaton is the measurement of Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. So how many? How many? Half a million. Oh, psh, we're not even in a full, we're not even in a full Wheaton yet. We'll never make it to that point. No, just you, wait. There are subdivisions of Wheatons, though. You can have a Millie Wheaton, for example. You can al- you can also have a Neil Gaiman, a John Hodgman, a Jonathan Colton, or a Felicia Day. Are we past? We can't be past Felicia Day. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Felicia Day. No, she's at two point five now. No way. That that is um. Whew. So like, now North yeah. Dakota is without an offensive coordinator. Yes, and we don't know who they're going to get. And then I, everybody. That I don't think they. Like, I don't think they want to tell anyone. Why the fuck would you why, say anything? Yeah, we have no idea. We, maybe it'll happen eventually. Hold up. Nope. They did get one. <laughs> they did so get one. Fast. Uh, his name is Isaac Fructy. Sure. I'm gonna put. I'll, I'll put the name in the chat because. He apparently was at Winona State. Okay. That looks like Freuchte. I know, but it can't be because because uh, I think okay he was so, at, he was he was at Wisconsin Lacrosse. He's a D three guy. So January eighth through January twenty eighth. So we're recording this, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. twenty days. That was ju- that was just today, by the way. Oh, just today. So twenty days. Yeah. Uh, th- all of this happened. Before I would cut an offensive coordinator. So I think they went through three of them. Yes. If, <laughs> if this doesn't work out, I think the play is just to say that we're going to have an offensive coordinator competition through camp, and uh, we'll let you know who will be our game one offensive coordinator starter. I mean, you, you know, use the sickos committee method with four different offensive coordinators. Yeah, for we're each available. Quarter. We are available. We are available. If you're looking for the quarter offensive coordinators, we are still available. Iowa had turned down our offer. Uh, they went with Mr. Extreme, Tim and, Lester. And I'm willing to say at this point that I guarantee you we will stay at least a month. Yeah. Are they, they're going to prorate our, our they're going to prorate our how much we get paid, right? I assumed. I mean, okay. I just really I, I really hope we can get our deposit back from our apartment. Yeah. I, I, that's, I'll be, that's the other thing. Like. <laughs> can you imagine how disappointing it would be for us if like we got fired in the third quarter and one of us never gets to coordinate that's so sad they don't fire people mid-game anymore i mean we we could probably i just don't answer there. the phone if you don't answer the phone you're not supposed to answer the phone right wasn't there i remember the um cbs had their like referee analyst that they basically got rid of mid-super bowl i don't remember that I need to look that up. Uh, no, they like they they had him in like the first like quarter, and he was getting like so many people were making fun of him, just getting everything wrong that they just like never cut to him after that. I'm fine with that. That's totally fine for me. As long as I, as long as I get paid for my, my full time, I don't care if you talk to me or not. That's why that's why getting paid for a per gig is useful. So yeah, that, so that's the FCS drama. That was just. So bizarre. Anyways, I would like to bring your attention to some basketball. Na 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 na. Um. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I didn't. Points and hoops and everything. I didn't know if you wanted to uh, do the thing. Do the what thing? 
the <laughs> ad stuff? Oh, I was going to do that after this. Fine. Okay. So let's, can I, can I, I want to bring up Dartmouth basketball. Okay. Let's do it. I want to, I want to bring up Dartmouth women's basketball. All right. I'm on the edge of my seat. So, so I, Dartmouth women's basketball has been to the NCAA tournament in, I'm going to say the near history. Cause I've been out of college for a while, but they went to the tournament while I was in college. Okay. 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 They also played a game against a Brown a couple days ago where the final score was 35 to 31. Oh, ooh! In a, in a basketball game, huh? Yeah, I I would like to bring up some stats from this. Was game. it? Was there a shot clock? Uh, I I believe so. There's oh, a, there's okay. a shot. There's supposed to be. Yeah, ideally. Be. Ideally. Yeah, this was. Uh, you would be surprised. I don't know. I wasn't there. You're not my mom. You, you wouldn't be surprised. Didn't shoot great from the field or from the, th- or from the threes. Also didn't make their free throws either. You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be surprised I like the fact this. that this sentence doesn't have a subject because it applies to everyone. Oh yeah. No, don't need to. There, there doesn't need to be a subject because it was just bad. I will give you guys the box score. Let me pull it up real fast. Dartmouth did lose, but... Brown only had one quarter where they scored double digits. Oh, boy. I, I dropped that right there. First quarter, Dartmouth 5, Brown 10. Second quarter, Dartmouth 4, Brown 8. It was a rough one. Third quarter, Dartmouth 12, Brown 9. Fourth quarter, Dartmouth 10, Brown 8. Jesus, they couldn't throw it in the ocean. This is no. performance art. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I... I will also show you guys. Uh, this is Dartmouth's shooting percentage. They did in the first, in the first quarter. Uh, Dartmouth did shoot fifteen uh, percent, two for thirteen, which you're definitely <laughs> going to want higher than that. And then mm. uh, Brown shot slightly better. Brown, however, Brown's fourth quarter by the way, fourth quarter they only shot one for twelve. They're going to want to do better than that, y'all. Yeah. yeah. So this is just people, people like to crap on Ivy league athletics for good reason. A lot of times, but it isn't always like this, but this one was, this one absolutely was. And it makes me sad because again, I remember Dartmouth women's basketball when it was very good. And this is just not it. Whatever this is, this ain't it chief. They have the whole play by play here. And I just can't, I just can't bring myself to go through it. Quarter by quarter, there there's so many details and so many stats kept that I just I can't I can't do this. I have I have a cursed idea though, Jordan. Yeah, go for it. We could do a basketball version of Commission's Corner where we read the play by play for this game, Jesus. like I- the one for the Centenary Punts game. I volunteer as tribute. This is my skis. This lasted an hour and forty nine minutes. That's it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's about right for a basketball game. Yeah. I, I, I need to do some math real fast. 149 mm-hmm. in minutes. Uh, that would be 89.4 minutes. How many points do they score total? That's not right. Is that not? An hour and 49 minutes would be 109 minutes. Oh, wow. I got that totally wrong. Thank you. So many minutes. Uh, how many points total was that? 35 plus 31. That would be 66. That is that is less than a point a minute, folks. Way uh, less. 
Yeah, that is about that is a six tenths of a point a minute. If Blazing speed. Blazing speed. Yeah. Oh god, this one. This came across my my radar, and I was just saddened by this. We also had at Richmond. Uh, apparently, there was a court storming, and mm-hmm. one of the photographers lost a shoe. Yeah, I believe they upset Dayton. Oh, my dad's upset. There you go. But the yeah, and, and someone lost a shoe. You know, the these things happen. The 16th flyers went down. These things happen. Oh, he lost a, a hoka? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, those are very expensive. They're they expensive are. and very lightweight running shoes. What? Okay, so I've never stormed are they a bas- lightweight? They have the big, like, chunky sole. They're supposed to be super lightweight. Oh, oh. Yeah. I, so I, I, I am not a runner, as you they, will all be so, deeply unsurprised to learn. Hoka's are they're one of those shoes where like they have a specific foot type that they're trying to they're trying to go for. And if you have a foot that is in that shape, from what I understand, they're like the most comfortable thing in the world. I do not have a foot that is that shape. So it was like I put it in my feet screamed, No, God, no, what are you doing? And then I got different shoes. I've never stormed a basketball court before. What is the difference? Because I like, what's the difference between storming a court and a field? I feel uh, like the a court's court is... a lot smaller. Okay, got that. Yeah, and there's feel... not like walls or shrubs or hedges in between you. And... You just walk onto it, I guess. Pretty. Are much. you supposed to take your shoes off, like, to not track things onto the court? You, well, mean... Like, you put your shoes in the shoe tray next to the court, and then you run onto the court. I mean, and... I remember how many like psycho high school and mi- why is it always the middle school fucking coaches that were like no street shoes on the on the on the court but it, these people have street shoes on the court why are they allowed on the court uh, allowed is <laughs> such an interesting concept when a couple thousand people decide they want to go somewhere mm-hmm. your 18 event staff aren't going to be able to do a whole lot about that i was reading the guidebook for the world cup like how to have a world cup and the number of people you need to stand there in your little green vest to make sure that no one jumps on the field. That number is so goddamn large. That's why on soccer games, you always see people like not quite shoulder to shoulder, but very close together because they take that shit extremely seriously as opposed to, eh, it's just a court. Everyone can walk down where they want to. I'm waiting for the first, like, so it's almost certainly going to be a soccer venue that's like we're going to put up like the dog electric fence and in order to get in the game you have to put on the shock collar you say that like they aren't already doing this to soccer hooligans somewhere in eastern europe and we just don't know about it yet i i, I assume that i i don't think i'm speaking anything into existence here i sicko's committee goes to the eternal derby in belgrade i'm guys i'm here for this let's go <laughs> That's Red Star and Partisan, I believe. A totally fine game that nothing bad ever happens during. Okay, I'll wear a shirt that says, um, I love the black hand and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's great. We should do, okay, we are campus, EFB campus tours, but we only do the craziest derbies in Eastern Europe. We become, we do a tour. yeah, Sicko's Committee for Soccer Ultras. <laughs> <laughs> we'll last like one episode because somebody will look at us wrong. Somebody will have right. on the wrong color. It's over. Because I'm going to end up with a fucking road flare in my head. <laughs> like, like, like you mistakenly wearing the centenary hoodie to go to the <laughs> South Dakota State tailgate, even though it's maroon, but I'm neutral. It says something different. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, 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 talk, I talked my way out of that into a beer. I sure. don't think that would happen. in. Belgium. It would not work for soccer ultras in Europe. I don't think. <laughs> 
But I think I think this is our newest. This is this is our travel show. What were his last words? Hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to join your revelries. And then he got a road flare in the head. <laughs> Why don't we use more road flares in the States? Why is that such a European thing to use road flares to celebrate? We don't do that here. Because they wouldn't let us in the stadium with them. I don't think they left them in there either. May I bring in my incendiary device, please? The, the I, I'm just going to say that Americans are not really prepared. They do not have emergency kits in their cars. They don't. They don't. Oh, that's right. Typically yep. carry. They Look. are not prepared for road safety. Uh, and this is why they I, do not have. They do not have the triangles in their car. They do not have the road flares. They do not have any of that if they break down on the side of the road. Listen, I used to have the road flares. They were in the rest of my emergency kit, which was nicely stocked. And then a dude broke my window open and uh, left an empty bottle of syrup Bivacac in my backseat and took the road flares. So someone is someone is vomiting violently while launching road flares as his friend. Yeah, I have questions about like what this guy's road flare use case was. Me too. Sometimes I miss living in Philadelphia. <laughs> Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Uh, Kamish, did ULM win? They did! ULM mentioned! In a crazy game that they probably shouldn't have won. They, they, it looks they, like they dominated it to me. I mean, That's you know, scoreboard at the end of the game. Only oh, <laughs> matters. God. Yes! I mean, amazing. I want to give a shout out to uh, the, the ULM uh the ladies that you all have also, um, they, they be coastal Carolina. So they're 15 and five. The, the ladies, uh, uh, the lady Warhawks or just the, the Warhawks women's basketball team. They're, they're actually good. Uh, the, the men's basketball teams had a rough year. Um, and you know, they, they've, they've done something that I, I didn't think that they could do, mm-hmm. uh, this year, but they've won two straight Sunbelt games. Okay. Uh, they beat South Alabama on on Thursday, or was that Wednesday? It was Thursday, uh, and then they had to play Arkansas State today, which they were delayed. Typically, they were going to play them on Saturday, uh, but the Cajun Dome had lost power, so the <laughs> Arkansas State Raging Cajun game was canceled due to a blown transformer in the area and delayed by a a day so the ulm arkansas state game was delayed by a day due to that also so shout out to the cajun dome and somebody running into a transformer apparently yeah this was the most ridiculous game i'm just imagining someone like rear-ending optimus prime and being like what the fuck what the fuck bumblebee gets (laughs) (laughs) somebody fails to seal the right away to bumblebee god damn it you didn't have the arrow. Just uh, picks up the other car and just throws it into the sun. <laughs> totally. Totally helpful. What, so, what yeah, does the insurance uh, claim look for for look like for that? I have yeah. no idea. I don't want to know. Well, no, I'm just wondering if auto insurance is the equivalent to like health insurance for a transformer. Life insurance, uh, yeah. Oh man, don't don't. Like you're you're making don't. him hurt. It's I'm Sunday sorry. night. You're giving him don't, Sunday scaries. Don't, don't do that. How do how do warranties play into this if you're a transformer? Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure they get a lot of phone calls about extended warranties all the time. 
And what about the animal ones? Like, are that is that like veterinary insurance? That's is that pet. health insurance? That's pet insurance. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're doing it. And the so, di- and the dinosaurs too. So the Hulam Arkansas game. Insurance. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So Arkansas State had a win probability of 95.9, with 57 seconds left in the second half. That's how you they win. Were, uh, they were up 69 to 62. Nice. How do you? Yeah. How do you? How do you fuck that up? Well, um, ULM goes on a little bit of a run here. So Arkansas, I mean ULM hits a three. Arkansas State gets two. Arkansas State only makes one free throw. ULM hits another shot. Then it's it's 70, 71. I'm sorry, 74, 71 with 19 seconds left. ULM gets a three to tie the game. We're going to OT 74, 74. The win probability is now at 50%. So it's 50-50 both sides. Within a minute, the win prob drops basically 50% for ULM here, uh, um, for Arkansas State. Now in OT, the, the win probability gets up to 83.1% for Arkansas State. It's two minutes and 17 seconds left in OT. Uh, Arkansas State's up 8176. Uh, the, the, the win probability keeps shrinking, shrinking. Uh, Arkansas State has a win probability of 53.3%, but it's tied at 8282. ULM hits a three, and I'm talking about hitting a three. They banked that three in with seven <laughs> seconds left. The bank is open. Infant Ewing Coliseum. And they win the game 85-82. Um, I mean, the Sunbelt Circle was already closed. Now ULM has gone from the basement of the Sunbelt Conference to sitting squarely in fifth from last in the Sunbelt. Ooh, the sub-basement. Up to the second floor. Yeah, they're... They've, they're... they've, they've, they've moved up a little bit there. Uh, Texas State and ODU, we talked about previously. They are now 1-8. ULM is now 3-6 and six in the Sunbelt. So ULM ULM's in like they're like on the landing of the split entry house that is the Sun Belt. That's right. There. Ooh, the landing feels a little rough. They're no. oh, they're on the stair. They're coming up the stairs from the basement. Okay. They had to like they're they're they almost dropped the laundry basket and they had to stop and make sure that they didn't rustle the socks too much. Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay. Okay. Let's talk about some things we have going on. As always, our Discord. For $5 a month, you can come join us and chat with us in our Discord through our Patreon. You also get access to Commission's Corner, get access to some special articles we're writing, and a bunch of other stuff that's fun. So you should do that. It's $5 a month. You could, you'd could you be wasting that money anyways. You might as well give it to us. Then we have our Sickos Committee merch store. As soon as I get Commission, the, the two things, we're going to have some safety alert stickers. And Beth got the first print of some Sickos is Ladies stickers. That we're also going to have up on the store because we know sickos is ladies as well. I, I really want to say that in the ladies' man voice. Not just I, we I are just, we are. A... I, I I just do like it, you know anytime it. Okay, anytime it. somebody say says go. ladies, go. Uh, sickos is ladies too. Uh huh. Yeah. We we yeah. definitely we're not all we're well, a lot of cis white time, we're a lot of cis white men, eight. but every once in a while we have people who are not cis white guys. Hey Jordan, you want a fifth sandwich? We have a YouTube that we're actually going to do things with. We might have YouTube shorts soon. Yeah. 
We also have our Instagram where we might have videos soon. We have a Substack, And then, of course, Message Board Geniuses is one of our favorite podcasts that we partner with. We talk about Message Board Geniuses goes to the places that we refuse to go because if I have to open a message board up, I will absolutely lose my mind. You guys have seen me do it live. It's not good for my health. And when you did it, as, when you did it live, it was like that part in, in Star Trek where the, the guy was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, sure. And then, of course, like always, our oldest and one of our favorite partners is Helmful Apparel. If you need classic college gear, t-shirts, pants, sweatpants, hoodies, crew necks, whatever you need, it's licensed. It has some awesome retro logos. You know where to go. Homefield Apparel. Use offer code yes, ha, 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 yes, for 15% off your first order. That's three ha's. And, us, and we are working on some new sicko shirt showdowns for college basketball season. We just did Georgetown and Providence. Those are still up if there's any sizes left. Yeah. Um, we'll post the link. Use offer code committee to get 25% off those specific shirts. And we're working on our next one as well. Yeah, we're working on that okay. one. I don't necessarily have that uh, done right now. Also, you mentioned the, the Substack, right? Yeah. Or did that get? Okay. So the Substack, okay. we got one coming on Tuesday, which will basically coincide with this episode. Uh, it is Long Beach State. Uh, that one took me a lot longer than I realized. Uh, that that one was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, there's a character on the football team who was larger than life and has a great Wikipedia associated with it. And really just going down the, the rabbit hole, uh, just a great, great story to tell. Um there was a little bit of a tragic ending, unfortunately, uh, not, not at long beach state, but like later on in life. So it was, it was a, a fascinating season and program for long beach state. And just something that I, I just shout out to, there was a website. It was like the five sixty two, which I think they're based out of like long beach journalism, amazing sourcing. They had some awesome photos that helped me go along, um, the Long Beach State yearbook was not great. Uh, so the 562 saved me a lot. And that that's going to be a great read. I got another one set up uh, in the process right now, coming uh, Friday, uh, which would be, I guess, February 2nd. Sure. Uh, it, is, it is from the great state of Wisconsin. Do you all know what Long Beach State's mascot is currently? Depends on what you're talking about. I'm talking about most of the teams. Okay. If it's the, the baseball, baseball team, I know Not the it baseball is. team. Yeah, okay. What is well, the rest of the teams? Do you um, want me to spoil it or let them... I'll get the, get I the should know, one. but I don't. Yeah, I should know this. They are the beach. Hmm. Like, just in general, they are the beach. They're the, okay. ones, that, they're the ones that play in the awesome pyramid. I've yep. shown you the pyramid before, I believe. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, they just go by the beach, yes. but their baseball team commission is known as what? The dirt bags. They are the dirt bags. They're awesome. The school is crazy. Like I, I just, whew, just like delving into the history of the school. It's, it's like the school didn't even start until 1949. <laughs> and I was God. like, what the? like typically all the, the programs that I've done so far, these schools that they've been around since like the 1800s. Like they've just been there forever. And you know, they didn't start till 49. So they, t they were originally known as the 49ers. 
uh, at the time. And then they've, they've changed names and everything like that. But yeah, there is, there is definitely some, some weirdness out in California. There was a lot of programs in that time that was created when the like Catholic or private universities canceled football in the fifties. Mm-hmm. And then the public universities picked it up. And then like all at the same time, they all went away. Like within like a couple of years of each other, they just all disappeared. It was, it, it was, it was a phenomenon. It was, it was nuts. Those basketball jerseys that we just posted in the no context thread yep. have the biggest NC uh, have the biggest NBA alternates vibe imaginable. Oh yeah. Like this is like the wizard is... jerseys that say the district. Mm-hmm. Well, that's wow. I'm going to find you an even better version of that because I love the font on these right here. Why is this a 40 meg fucking PNG I'm trying to paste into <laughs> chat? A lot well, of I'm, I'm in a vamp while I'm doing this. It's crazy. Like, I'm <laughs> downloading like 100 meg. The yearbook was insane. It was like, oh, yeah, no. I, 400 like, and like, it was a half gig yearbook. I've, I've pulled down gig yearbooks before. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Um, holy shit! I'm still I'm still vamping because this thing is 40 fucking meg PNG is uploading to chat. Thank you, Discord, for taking. Remember when they always used to take 10 meg things and like I had to break everything up to pieces. Anyways, uh, finally it's loading. Just because I wanted to show you a font. This has the A that's like from Stargate. Oh, oh why does this God. look like a startup? Right, it's the A without the crossbar. My brain reads is- that is bench. Yep. This yeah, this is definitely some like sketchy tech startup that they would talk about on Trash Future. I, I was gonna say it's either a startup or it could be like a movie or TV show where they like stylized the the title like that. Mm. I do I do love by the like, way just their general logo. It's wait, like the, wasn't there like a movie called The Beach? It was a great and, like, movie. It yes. just like got old or something. No, what? Oh, that that was there was that one where you get old. But I'm thinking of no, I'm thinking of the island. I'm thinking like the. I was thinking of the one Ewan McGregor, the island. Yeah. That was a great oh, one. You weren't thinking of like the one with Leo DiCaprio, the beach. No, apparently I was thinking of that one. I, too. I, was, th- one. I was thinking of the Leo okay. DiCaprio. There's the a beach. lot of movies that just, it's the beach. And there was the beach where you got old, yeah. but I don't remember which one that one was. That was about Shell. Now, yeah. Now, now my sleep deprived brain is thinking about uh, are there sports teams on Pandora and do they use the avatar font? I hope so. I, we got to find a sports team that uses Papyrus. Someone has to. Although apparently they stopped using Papyrus, but they use something that's very similar now. Okay, so I want to talk about something that we didn't cover last week because it was right around time, but it ended up being funny that we didn't cover it. Okay, so last week in basketball, the Bucks fired their coach, which was kind of weird because the Bucks were doing okay yeah the bucks were were second in the east at 30 and 13 uh they fired their coach adrian griffin he they had the second best overall record in the nba at the time of this firing uh the time of this firing there was only other there was only one other coach that has ever been fired with a better record mid-season i believe it was david blatt of the cleveland cavaliers uh that year the Cavs went on to win the title with their interim coach uh, Tyron Liu, who is now the head coach, I believe, of the Los Angeles Clippers. Right. I, I believe David Blatt was fired for LeBron was mad at him reasons. I mean, you know, again. Yeah. And no, this is this is something that, like, even thinking about this just made me go, wow. Like, 
NBA coaches are viewed so differently than college. Can you imagine a college coach getting fired? Cause it's like, Oh, like didn't get along with even like a, like a star quarterback or something. Yep. I mean, yeah. like people like NBA coach is like, it's just a job. And like, they'll just be like, Oh yeah. Like we'll just try someone else. There. Like they'll just do I, it. <laughs> I feel like this, this reminds me of like European soccer. Yes. It's, so way, more, like, it's way more plug and play. If, but, but only if you're like a fledgling team near relegation, not a team that is second in the East, like maybe like two and a half, three and a half games back of the one seed and second best record overall in the NBA. <laughs> not like that. Uh, changing managers. And then we breaking news the night we the night we recorded was that doc rivers is going to be the coach of the bucks and it's cited by cnn sports and, am i the only yeah, one that this... didn't know cnn sports existed until this news broke i well, remember really cnn don't. sports existed but they had like a network for like a short period of time it was called cnn si yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like Sports Illustrated and CNN together mm. on like yep. a, a horrible, horrible, like really, really far down your cable box network thing. Mm. Well, but- what's yeah, what's interesting is that like so CNN is part of Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, they have sports in that big company, but it's like Bleacher Report and like TNT stuff like it. There's no there's no like. Like and CNN will like cover sports if like a big enough story happens, but it's like there's not a dedicated like CNN sports. It was um, I mean I we don't know how this happened, how CNN was like the one that got it, and they didn't really get it because they reported that Doc Rivers had like had agreed to become the coach like the day before he actually did. Like this was a case of like not just early, but like also not really right if that makes sense yeah like even even if you can tell that like oh this is where this is going right like you have to wait until there's like pen to paper to actually report that out which is you know why like adrian wajnarowski or shams charania was not the ones that was reporting this but it was it was really interesting right because this comes out from nba tv yeah, which is part of Warner Brothers Discovery. And then NBA TV runs with this, and then all of the other Warner Brothers Discovery paces run with this. So, like, TNT runs with this. But, like, no one, everyone else, like ESPN, like, other outlets were just, they weren't having it. And Right. They, they were, were saying, like, they, they were like, like no, yeah, like, no confirmation of this. Yep. Yeah, like, like this is this is not, it's not official yet. Um, on the TNT broadcast that night, the TNT this was on air doing NBA games, so they have their like pregame, halftime, postgame show, and multiple times, like every time uh, Adam Lefko brought up, like this is according to CNN Sports, they you know the Bucks have hired Doc Rivers, like both the first time they did it in the pregame show and then in the postgame show. Jamal Crawford, who's one of the people on uh, also on the show, he was like, "Wait, CNN? Like he he did that yep. every time they brought it up." It's just a really weird. Um, I I saw someone's theory that what happened was they um like you know how uh, newspapers like places like that have obituaries already written for famous people, and then they can just <laughs> kind of 
update some details and hit publish when the person actually dies mm-hmm. right like i want to say when henry kissinger died like there was someone who had been dead for 20 years that had like wrote his obituary because it was his obituary had been like in the in drafts for that long yep, exactly right but, um the, the pre-obituary the, mm-hmm. yeah so like i saw a theory that basically like that's kind of what happened they had like kind of wrote up a draft of like okay like we know they're going to hire doc rivers so when it's official we'll put this out and then they accidentally like sent it early um another theory i saw that um was on awful announcing was that the uh that doc rivers like shares an agent with some people who are at cnn um which the other the funny thing about this right because like it's one thing to fire your coach that has a very very good record because he's not really getting along with your star player but um hiring doc rivers is funny on a couple different levels number one this is his i think fifth nba job so doc rivers previously coached the magic the celtics the clippers and the 76ers now he's he's coaching the bucks like it's one thing to hire like someone who's already coached a bunch of different jobs already like he's coached five this is his fifth team he's won one championship um you know all of his teams kind of seem to have the same trajectory and the same arc of like he's he's blown more 3-1 leads than anyone else in nba history that's something yes doc rivers i feel like he's really good at coaching a team that's not supposed to make the playoffs and they will be like the seventh seed like like he's he's legitimately a very good coach in that situation and then when he has a team that's supposed to be really good like they'll still lose in the first round um but he he does have that one championship from 2008 uh but but the the other angle right is that over this past offseason espn completely retooled their nba announcing teams and they put in a big effort to make this new number one announcing team. They fired Mark Jackson. They fired Jeff Van Gundy to bring in Doc Rivers. And after less than a season, he's just bailing on that. I don't know what ESPN is could do at uh, their, you know, filling that. They have people on staff, but it's not like, oh, like this is who we're going to build the booth around. Um, you know, I think they could just let maybe Doris Burke just do it by herself because um, she was also already in the in the booth there with Mike Breen. But uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know if this will work. It's something that people can joke about because you know we've seen this like, oh, we're bringing in Doc Rivers a bunch of other times. I just think it's funny that there's no college football equivalent. Like there's no, um, there's nobody that you'd think of as like, Oh, like this is the coach that people think is going to like, cause once you haven't gotten the job done, like once or twice, like you're just not that guy anymore. And, uh, yeah, doc rivers is just still that guy. Yeah. This, this, this story was fascinating because I mean, really, I kind of watched the NBA, like from afar, I would say, but like I, I pay attention to it. Like I'll, I'll turn a game on every now and then, and and you know just just watch the regular season. But I'm not living and dying on a regular season game 
in like January or like December or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I'm just watching the standings, you know, seeing where these teams are doing, jockeying for playoff position. Then once the playoff gets going, you know, I, I'm really in full swing, you know, NBA mode, essentially after the All-Star game. Uh, this is kind of a shocking move that it's made before the All-Star game, um, which still has not occurred because, you know, Indianapolis still has that fake basketball court uh, yes. out there. The vinyl flooring, uh, you know, from maybe like, you know, the whatever your local flooring world superstore name uh, painted in like basketball lumber, court. Lumber colors. liquidator, baby. Lumber liquidators are floor and tile decor you know, warehouse headquarters or whatever. Why are, they, why are they always in the sketchiest parts of town? <laughs> They're always in the sketchiest part of town because land is cheap and they have a oh, giant who, warehouse. There we go. Okay. That's what we do with old railroad shops. They Come on down to the sketchiest part of town. We're only open from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah, okay. It's, it's always not on the wrong side of the tracks. It's literally on the on tracks. The tra- yes, yeah, it's, it is. Weird hours, weird, weird hours, weird place. And it's it's always an address, but it's in a like industry park. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. oh, it's number it's some so and so number one nine three B around the corner or in the back. Like that's right. It's next to like a weird warehouse that like distributes gears for things that you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. No, it's one of those where like it's in an like office or in industrial park so like the streets have like very weird naming conventions where, like i remember I, no no but not even that where like you'll have something where it's like is it this place or this drive right where like like they have like multiple oh, gotcha, different ones yeah. of the same name and then it's like wait no actually like like industry place and industry driver like not the same thing and it's very easy to get lost but um I, I just want to talk really quickly. Um, I I just I was looking up when when this happened. I was just curious about you know coaches because I feel like the NBA when it comes to NBA coaches like carousel is really musical chairs and that there are a lot of people getting up and then just sitting back down mm-hmm. and like you'll have a lot of times an NBA team it'll just be like yeah like we're just tired of that coach or like, yeah, we, we're just going to try something different. Um, I, so I, I compiled this of the 30 NBA head coaches right now, 15 are like have previous NBA head coaching experience. So whenever NBA teams have made hires um, in the past, like half of them have hired someone who was already an NBA head coach. There are currently two NBA head coaches who have been fired by the team they are currently coaching. They were fired. They went somewhere else and like were brought back. Yep. Which is like in college football, you have like you'll have stuff like Greg Schiano where it's like, oh, he had a lot of success. He left and then he came back. I can't think of a single like, no. oh, fired his ass and then like brought back later the two by the way rick carlisle um he was he coached the pacers in like the mid 2000s yep. larry bird fired him because they just didn't get along with each other larry bird's not there now and so they they brought him back um that which that one makes more sense to me uh the one that's really funny to me is steve clifford with the charlotte hornets because he he was like fired from there 
only a few years ago. And like, it took like two years before they were like, yep, let's bring that guy we just fired back. Because I guess Michael Jordan doing a great job this, running things. This, although he's this, he's this not thing. the guy anymore there. When 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 Doc Rivers got, you know, let go. Um, I'm sorry, not Doc Rivers. I'm sorry. Adrian Griffin got let go. There yeah. was like a video of the Bucks like dancing, like on the court. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Giannis's brother, Theonsis. Anatokounmpo, like they were dancing, like and warmups. It was ridiculous. I do want to give a shout out to the person they named the interim coach for the time being before Doc took over. Okay. Uh, in between the CNN report, uh, he is he is he is known as Joe Prunty. Okay. Now, now, okay, Joe Prunty. I'm just gonna give it. I'm gonna post that in here for you. Just look at his career. As a coach, he's never been a head coach, but he's been an interim coach, interim head coach three times now, twice with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's great. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. So shout out to Joe Prunty, uh, assistant coach with the Spurs uh, from 96 to 2005, 2005 to 2008 Dallas Mavericks, uh, 2008 to 2010 Portland Trailblazers. 2010 to 2013 Cleveland Cavs, 2013 to 2014 Brooklyn Nets, uh, 2014 to 2018 Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the interim coach with the Milwaukee Bucks in the 2018 year. Uh, then he was an assistant with the Phoenix Suns from 2018 to 2019. Uh, then went to be an Atlanta Hawks assistant from 2021 to 2023. He was the Atlanta Hawks interim head coach in 2023. (laughs) Then he returned back to Milwaukee to be the Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach. uh, And then was the interim head coach for, I think, two games. And now he's back to being a Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach. (laughs) So shout out to Joe Prunty. uh, Only head coaching experience on an interim basis. One of my favorite things about NBA assistant coaches is they are almost never unemployed for very long. No, no one takes a year off. You just no, you, around someplace. Else. You just bounce around like, and it's the same. It's the same kind of dudes, and it's and you actually you hear it anytime the NBA coaching carousel spins up, and they pull in like Ty Lue's a great example, Joe Missoula, um, Spolstra. Like when somebody comes up and they're like, wait a second, who the heck is this guy? He's not one of the 16 head coaches that we all just recycle. Like there is a collective freak out in the NBA media world every time that happens. And I enjoy the heck out of it. What do you mean Mike D'Antoni is not going to coach again? What what do you mean? (laughs) It is so much, it's so much coach recycling in the NBA. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's sustainable. Can I shout out? It's a totally closed system. Uh, yeah, it's totally, yeah, totally closed system. It creates its own oxygen. We had our second to last FCS head coach spot get filled this week. I don't know if you guys knew that. There were two left. It was Florida A&M and Harvard. Harvard has not gotten filled yet. They're still doing oh. a worldwide search, if you ask them, for the next Harvard head coach. I, I want Harvard's head coach to be Brian Fitzpatrick. I want Harvard's head coach to be Bill Belichick. Harvard Dude, does know the Connecticut's not would, another country. Showing right? up, showing would, up in the dungiest, like dingiest Harvard hoodie he can find with the sleeves cut off. Yeah, the crimson hoodie. Yeah, okay. Kids. We're good with that. I, I want. Uh, I just 
I want somebody to hire a, a coach of any kind at Harvard that has a weird enough accent that they put a hard accent on the second syllable. Like, yes, I'm happy to be here at Harvard. 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 <laughs> like, it's a fucking cheese. Yes. Um, can we can we get, like, a Scottish head coach over there? Ooh. Oh, this Maybe is, do, this like, is... a, a Scottish Ted Lasso. This might be the like Ted Lasso place, Harvard, yeah. Okay. Like, the opposite Ted Lasso. Just Coach Brogue. So somebody like incomprehensible, like <laughs> for Harvard. Uh, but we're Florida... gonna get the most Glaswegian guy on the face of oh, the earth. Yeah, Don't absolutely. Do it. I, um, I will say so. Florida A and M hired James Colsey the uh, third. The interesting thing about James Colsey is that he played cornerback for Florida State back in the early nineties. He had been on Florida A and M's staff the last two years. However. His history before that's more interesting because he was head coach for six years at St. Mary's. And you're like, okay, which St. Mary's is that, right? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what? I, I know the one like in the WCC does not have football. Nope, it's not that that's, one. That's on the list. Not that <laughs> one. It's the one in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Nice. Ooh. CFL. He took them. No, U oh, Sports. U Sports. U Sports, baby. U Sports. He took them to two. Loney Bowls, which I believe is the Spouch. Atlantic L O N E Y, the Atlantic University Sport Championship. The teams in at the Atlantic Sport Championship uh, are, let me find it, that would be the St. Francis Xavier X Men. There is the Mount Allison Mounties. Oh, the God. Bishop's Gators. That's G A I T E R S. Uh, so like the the article of clothing, I yes. think so. The Acadia Axemen. I wanted okay. there to be an eight in Gators, and, and so then badly. the St. Mary's Huskies. He was the Husky head coach. Not, not I don't know his size, but he head coach with the Huskies. <laughs> and yeah, like that's where he spent 2016 to 2021 as the head coach. Uh, he got let go, I believe. I can't I can't find if he got fired or not because I don't know if you get fired from this. He resigned, sorry, after going one and five in 2021. But like went seven and one a couple years before that, made the U Sports top 10. And then he went to Florida AM in Tallahassee. And yeah, now is the head coach at Florida AM, which is a really weird. He was also DC at Simon Fraser, which is the only NCAA, was the only NCAA team in Canada to play football. It was at Valdosta State for a little bit, West Georgia. He's been all over the place, man. So this guy is now gets to be head coach at Florida A&M. So oh hell yeah. Look at Good this for him. Acadia Axman. Oh, look at that logo. Oh, we'll do. We'll do. Ooh, we'll, that was we'll, good. we'll bring Joey on for a deep dive of, of, of U, sports. U sports teams because U sports teams are absolutely great. That's where you get the beautiful Calgary dinos from. Oh, yeah. And all those things. I have a this problem. guy's originally from Miami too. I oh yeah, how he enjoyed Canada. Miami to Halifax Canada. is a weird ass. He wasn't even there. Like he was in Halifax for for at least Seven, five years. For five years, Seven, yeah, a long ass time. He was in Simon Fraser for like a year. Like okay, FIU, Florida State, Valdosta State, West Georgia, Southern Arkansas. So Simon Southern Frazier. Arkansas to Canada to Simon Fraser, a, a mule rider to a red leaf. Then he was in Coffeyville Community College, which is in Red, Georgia. Nope. That, that, that's Coffeyville, Kansas, sir. 
Oh, Coffee Bill Kansas. Oh my I god. Apologize. So he finally they finally sent him away from the ocean. And then yeah. back to UBC, back to University of British Columbia. Oh my god. And, and then, then he went back. clear across Canada. Oh, I'm gonna have to do like we had we had a series oh, on something. Can miles. we get him on the podcast? Because I wanna know everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we okay. Well, yeah, I'll I'll send out a media request. I, I feel been, like he would chat I've with been us. scared. Like I had a dream that we had Jeff Undercuffler on the podcast. <laughs> the Undercuffler. The Undercuffler, and I was like, I've been scared to like you know, uh, reach out to the the uh, Akron uh, Sports Information Director. I was like, hey, I know Undercuffler's out of you know eligibility. Can can we just like interview him on the Sickness Committee podcast? And I was like, I don't know if like. Does it matter if Jeff says yes or no to them? Don't or is he ask, just allowed because he's out of don't eligibility? Ask, yeah, don't ask the SID. He's a free man now. Yeah. Hi, Jeff Undercuffler. We love you. Please come on our podcast. On that note, Boogie Night, if you're listening. Yeah. Oh, Boogie would come on for you. sure. Although he, we have to get Japanese time on him. Uh, Boogie's oh, been true. on the uh, the Warhawk, Warhawk. Report, uh, the Fun Belt podcast. Uh, he's... Boogie's trying to get into the NFL or, or the CFL, so somebody somebody draft him, sign him, at least give him a tryout or something. Okay, folks. I think that's all we got for tonight. Anything else for the good of the order? Okay. Well, on Tuesday, we will be back and we will bring you the worst season of all time for the best team for the teams over six hundred all time, whatever we're calling it, I forget what it's called. And I'm whatever going to do called. my best to yeah. I am going to do the 1956 Texas Longhorn. I thought it was 57. For that. I was 56. Okay. 56. We're, we're, we're going to be horns downing all the, the time. The whole time you're talking about it, we're just going to be horns downing. Can't wait until BYU administration tells us to come take the special horns down shirts that we're going to make for this. I'm going to make off. a horns. I'm going to wear a horns down shirt. Just totally do that. Can't wait till the first time they're in Death Valley. Like, please take the Lapita. That's a, I don't like the way they're doing a horns down at us. They're being mean. Mom. And outside there, someone's gonna be roasting a full fucking longhorn over a spit. Mom, Omis is hitting. <laughs> this was a weird podcast. We went into the NBA. It was <laughs> it was very bizarre. How bizarre? I don't know. Making me crazy. Making me crazy every time I look around. Every time I look around.